Hey there fellow geeks and nerds, Gareth here. Just a reminder before the show starts that we are accessible on all the usual social media haunts. Facebook, you can find us on facebook.com slash thegeeksjournal. Instagram, at thegeeksjournal. Twitter, at geeksjournaluk. The Geeks Journal is available on most podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you get the picture. So please, feel free to share and recommend to anyone you think might enjoy it as much as I hope you are too. If the moment should take your fancy, leave a little comment or review. Apparently it helps. I have no idea how, but apparently it does. Thanks for sticking with me through all the boring spiel. And now, on with the show. Greetings and salutations, fellow geeks and nerds. Welcome to the Geeks Journal podcast, the rewatch show where old friends reflect on films from their past and see just how well or how badly they've held up along the passage of time. Gareth here, and I'm joined by members of the collective Lee, Luke, and Ollie. Gentlemen, hello. 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 So, listeners, as you're all aware, this time around, we are going to be talking about the 1991 action movie with Jean Claude Van Damme, starring with. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Double Impact. Now, for those of you not familiar with this movie, the basic premise of the movie, simple as it is anyway, is that twin brothers are separated at birth when their parents are murdered, and 25 years later, they are reunited in order to avenge their parents' death. Now, that's literally the storyline at, like, its base level. There are so many other kind of, like, elements of this story that they throw in... No, there that aren't. ...that never pay off. <laughs> there are... What? No. <laughs> there are, and I'm going to get into that. No, there there are. are, and I'm going to get and into Lee that. And open but the door. But, We're in. Yeah. What do you mean the door's yeah, blown wide in. open from the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the incredulous corner is not a corner anymore. It's too big. It's yeah. a courtyard. <laughs> for the whole year it has just become this estate of incredulity <laughs> yeah and, the manner of incredulity i mean uh yeah this okay so for me this was a movie where this was a this was a gateway along with in the realms of like what predator and total recall was growing up like this was like the first like one of the first few like you know like watching like an 18 rated flick when you're in your like early teens do you, do, do you know what i mean like like there are there are there are core memories of those sorts of films that you watch and for me this was one of those films i kind of i sort of vaguely knew about jean-claude van damme at that point like universal soldier was like just on the cusp of becoming a thing as well and so that was in like like he was pretty much in the public eye at that point you know he was a big deal let's be fair and still is to a degree and the reason why i chose this movie literally was just because that i hadn't watched it for probably the better part of like 20 odd years and i just had to know (laughs) now i kind of wish i didn't you probably could have asked any of us and we would have just said no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so that uh, so i mean like that, that was that was my history with it it was a yeah it was a a, a, a a very early viewing in my in my formative years i mean just like just a quick round table 
Ollie, had you had any any previous with this flick? I, I had I've seen bits of it on and off, and I knew of it, but then I could quite easily just be getting it confused with any of his other films, like Bloodsport or Kickboxer or Lionheart, where it pretty much does the same thing. There's the same pose on like the cover. But I do know what you mean about the the gateway thing. I think mine were more like Die Hard and Lethal Weapon, those types of movies. Yep. So I, I, I get where you're coming from, and it's a real like easy way in. Luke, what about yourself? I've got one question. Is there another film where he's got a twin in it, or is this the only one? Because I feel like I've watched... Pretty sure this is the only one. Then I must have watched bits of it at some point, but I wouldn't have a clue. I mean... I was aware of it, like Ollie, but I thought I'd watched it. But I mean, again, this was probably 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> Does he not make himself in Time Cop? <laughs> so, uh, so I, yeah, so maybe. I think I've seen Time Cop. But I mean, like, I thought I'd seen it, but some of it rung a bell. But pff, again, might have just seen the trailer for it. Um, so let's go. This is my first watch. I need to spin around to Lee and just say, I will not have a bad word spoken about Time Cop. Do you hear me, sir? Never seen it. <laughs> absolutely outstanding movie i almost chose that instead i nearly <laughs> sprung for all of you to watch that all his films in the season the lemon <laughs> <laughs> well we've done probably one of the best lemons that he's done already yeah <laughs> so lee i mean i'm pretty certain i know the answer to this but what about you I was aware of it, but I, I've not seen it. So this was this was a new experience for me. Thanks? Question mark. <laughs> Lee says with a poster behind him now. <laughs> yeah, in my in my JCVD shrine that I call yep. my office. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't. This, you know, I know that we said this about Fantastic Four. And that went on for a while um, at the recording. But I think this may end up being the shortest recording we've actually ever done. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so we just end it there, then? Let's try and break this <laughs> yeah. the end. Yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. And, uh, thanks for stopping by, listeners. See you at Christmas. <laughs> don't, don't watch it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, long story short, don't watch it. Long version. Let's get into it and tell you why. Do watch it and then you realise why. <laughs> I mean, I, like like one of the only sort of like bits of nostalgia that I actually got watching this movie was that I thought, dang, it's been a minute since I've seen the MGM logo. Like that, that kind of took me a bit by surprise. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, Bond's got pedigree. That's how this goes. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though I mean the oh, I can't remember the guy's name now, but the main sort of one of the bad guys, Griffith, felt like a Bond character. He really like, did, actually. That's a really good one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So we got like like they just go straight into the title sequence on this. There's no messing about. One thing that I didn't realize, kind of growing up when I first watched this movie, I did not realize how many fingers that Jean-Claude Van Damme had in the pies of the production of this movie. 
I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he's got a normal amount of fingers there. I wasn't sure See, where that I sentence was going. You were yeah, exactly the same. I was just like looking at a picture. No, he's got the normal amount. He's How many have got you four. got? Oh, you talk about hands. He's got a short thumb. <laughs> so, because Jean-Claude Van Damme was a producer, he wrote the screenplay, like co-wrote the screenplay. Well, that wouldn't have taken brother. long. So, yeah. With his brother. I'm amazed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Luke, real talk for a split second. Like, <laughs> what, not two what is your awareness of this movie? <laughs> I think I watched the wrong movie. Because yes, listeners, you get mixed up with like Double Team or, or Deep something. Impact. Deep and, Impact. And, and, like, I watched Universal. Deep Impact and Double Dragon. <laughs> double double, double Dragon. Deep Impact. No, do, do not Google that, listeners. Do not Google. That. Double <laughs> Dragon. Same again. Why didn't we watch that? That movie is that movie is unreal. We almost did. We almost did. I forgot it was on Prime. <laughs> Otherwise, we 100% would have done that. Spoilers for next month. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, oh, completely lost my train of thought. Well, did you watch, How like, the double back? with, um, what's his name? Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm completely Do you know what? different. Do you know now. what? Okay. Like, like, like spitball this for a split second, they do double impact, but it's Jesse Eisenberg instead. Oh. I think that probably would have been a way more entertaining movie. Imagine how, like, neurotic the pair of them would be together. It would just be appalling. <laughs> Neuro- neurosis black hole. Anyway, Van Damme had his fingers in all the pies. Yeah, cocaine. Yeah. So, because, so, listeners, cocaine I probably pie. should have also explained this at the beginning. So the, so the twins that are separated at birth are both played by Jean-Claude Van Damme to bonkers, like, levels. Say what you will, he actually does characterise both of them quite well, I think. Oh, completely. Yeah, but all i got is, like, slip back Jim and whatever. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 that's it. Yeah. Head forward, head back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, did, like, like, I didn't realise kind of, like, how much into production of this that Jean-Claude Van Damme was actually involved in. And it just kind of made me think, like, like had he done this for so many other films? Or was this, like, one of the first ones he did? I mean, you, you say you're surprised. It, given the unnecessary length and gratuity of that imagined sex scene that Alex has of Chad, I'm pretty sure it's quite clear how, how much influence he had over this movie. Because that scene does not need to be there or be that, like... Gratuitous, for want of a better yeah. word. Yeah, gratuitous is probably a better. 1991, isn't it? It's, diff- it's a different time. Yeah. There's, there's like, you know, like, basic instinct has just become a thing. And they're just all like, how can we be edgy without pushing it too far? Yeah. Just show a bit of boob. <laughs> but yeah, so the, uh, so the story, we get to this thing, like... I meant to do some reading up of history here because I wasn't sure if like, cause it goes to, cause it kicks off in like what the end of the, it's like end of the sixties, isn't it? 25 years prior to currently present day, I guess, isn't it? So like what's that mid seventies? So yeah, like mid, mid, mid late sixties. Cause it's 1991 that this would have been. So let's say 1990 for the sake of filming. Yes. Right, yeah, so it would have been kind of like yeah. mid sixties, right? So 
I wasn't sure about the because they made this big deal about the Victoria Harbour Tunnel, right? Which is supposed to connect like Hong Kong Island to the mainland. Is the bit is, is mm-hmm. the is, is the impetus, right? So I just wasn't sure if like that was like historically if that was a thing and like or if they just kind of tied it. I don't know, but they make such a big deal about this whole thing, like the whole thing where they just set up like these these British this British family, right? So you've got the guy that is the, like the architect or whatever or designed the tunnel that is connecting this and, and and the business that that would then do. And it's just so ridiculous how it comes completely out of left field as to why this actually happens, that he then gets hunted down by this triad gang because his other partner, business partner, also British, has gone into business with the triad to help us to fund it isn't it they say later on yeah, yeah but you don't know that's that. that's right he had the funding for it yeah <laughs> yeah he, but you don't find that until later no, you don't yeah. find it out until later um, i just googled it 1972 opened yeah i just wikipedia it as well <laughs> so they were well off base with well given the timing that he's, of that, he's in his just... 30s playing a 25 supposedly 25 year old yeah 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 <laughs> But what got me, like, like what was hilarious? So, uh, okay, just to, just to gloss over this quickly, because we got this whole, uh, uh, this whole gunfight where, like, the parents of these twins get killed. So the, uh, uh, so the dad, who's the architect, gets killed by the triad. The wife then gets killed, and then you got the kids. You got the twins in the back with the with the Chinese nanny. Right. What got me is that, like, I did not see one kid seat in the back of that car nothing different time them. though right just a seat like i didn't even see a seat belt i just saw two well, they didn't have them in those cars back then on the back seat of a car and i just went like it took me a minute and i just kind of went wait hang on what because it's the mid 60s and in the mid 60s no one had to wear a seat belt because everyone was invincible well i mean my as, as were the cars, cars according to this <laughs> yeah my, my parents first car didn't have seat belts in the back <laughs> did it not no yeah, they had to bring oh, him in. That explains when so they shit, man. You old. <laughs> you old as shit. <laughs> I don't remember it, actually. It's a, it's a silver Corolla. I mean, it was only being pulled by a horse, so it didn't go that fast. But also, according, so you... according to this film, cars in the 60s were built to take a punishment because these cars are bulletproof apart from the glass, according to this film. And also, his revolver has infinite ammo. Yeah. As we'll see many a time throughout this film, there are infinite ammo cheats flying around the place. There was one point I thought, I went, oh, no, no, it's maybe these he's reloading every cutscene. <laughs> but then it was Fire like, no, you've you just, I counted at one point, he's, he's fired 30 without reloading. So I'm thinking, uh, yeah, that's not. It's he's just got a brace, a brace of pistols under his jacket yeah. that we never see. The, the clip, the clip just goes down the arm. Yeah. <laughs> it just reminded me of that scene in Hot Shots Part 2 when Charlie Sheen's like pumping out all the bullets from the chain gun and it goes on for like five minutes and he's just buried in this pile of empty shells that's quite funny that though that barrel should be glowing red hot (laughs) by that point and probably needs changing (laughs) so we see like the like like we also get a little glimpse in this scene of like the 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 foreshadowing of like the 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 odd job style heavy mute thug Of the triad boss, who's who's a, who's a character called Moon, that's played by Bolo Young, who um, some people would recognise from from Bloodsport and, and and other other martial arts movies. 
wonderful presence. Absolutely brilliant. And then you get, you've got, um, you've got family's bodyguard who did a horrendously bad job here. Let's, let's just, they gave him the right night off. On yeah, I'm going to defend <laughs> yeah. him on this one. He was told to go away and then he came back guns blazing like shot a guy square in the face from like a mile away with a revolver which is... but, but my question yeah, is, is it, if you're <laughs> think you're being followed why not just double back and go back to the, like somewhere like in public yeah no, i agree that was the other thing it's like why are you carrying on home and as soon as you get home why do you just park Triads around Hong Kong at that point, I don't think it would have mattered. They just would have had him in the street the second they got out. Like, yeah, like but the not the car, just, just drive around the block. They can talk to the guys. They just keep driving in public. And I don't know, um, Frank Avery, the bodyguard, he seemed to get away pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, nobody thought, let's check. Yeah, nobody thought, let's check in the bushes over here. Like <laughs> with, a, with a baby as well. He ain't exactly um, sprinting, is he? And he's got he's shot. And he's shot. Yeah, and then just jumped on the nearest boat in the harbour and ended up in... L.A. Well, f- France. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. via France. Yeah. 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 So, okay, yeah. I mean, there was... Oh, God. So, I have... Yeah. So, there were a few bits that I picked up from this. So, one, like, it was so funny. Like, the bits were like, where you see, like, when Frank is on the on the radio, I nearly said phone then, it was 65. So, when he's on the radio talking to the dad, talking to the architect... Um, the stunt where he does the where he pulls the 180 and oh. then drives off into the thing. He I doesn't drive off. It's someone else like, in the car. Yeah, it's quite clearly someone <laughs> that's else. That's what in I that thought. Car, right? I was, yeah, I was watching that. I just thought that hair is a little bit too slick for that to be Jeffrey Lewis. That is it went not more good. Of a, had more volume and was a lot darker. It went kind yeah. of just went, like the, is it Bobby Charles somewhere? It just kind of went up to the, to the waved a little bit, doesn't it? Then comes back. No, down. Yeah, like, I had a little bit um, of a Shang thing. Sung. Driving the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like proper like jet black yeah. slicked back hair. Like and I just hair. went, right, okay. <laughs> like, that's not... like Okay, like one, I couldn't work out if Jeffrey Lewis was wearing a wig in that scene think he where is, he yeah. actually had hair. Yeah. And I just, I, it was just very distracting. Because I don't think I've ever known him with hair as an actor no not at all but they made it so they could sort of de-age him a little bit yeah yeah that's exactly it he's like one of those he's a bit like christopher lee who i just assume has always been old mm-hmm. it's like yes he's always been bald even when he's scaramango that's he's still ancient point. Like. well yeah that's it yeah quite absolutely so after like after the the the, the crazy escape and and they get away. So the the nursemaid who you get the impression either doesn't speak English or just didn't really gauge that. Wait a minute! I was once looking after two babies, and now I've run away with one. I think she was just scared that, shitless. Yeah, let's face I mean, it. Yeah, none of us have been under fire before, right? So how can we tell? She thought I can't. I don't think I can save two. Yeah, I'll save I one. Can't. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but like, the, the, okay. So there were, there, there were two things that got me. So one, so the, the nursemaid takes the baby, leaves it outside this orphanage, right? French nun to explain the uh, accent. Yeah. I was it. I love that. I literally I wrote that. Yeah. I explain it. I literally wrote 
in my notes because between that and when we jump ahead 25 years and quote unquote Uncle Frank is telling him, it's like, right, okay, yeah, there's a reason why I raised you in France all those years. I went, oh <laughs> my God. I didn't take, you know, like 15 years, you know, like 13 to 15 years old, wouldn't have even crossed my mind at that point. Wouldn't have cared about that whatsoever. I did like, like I was just watching Jean-Claude Van Damme kick the hell out of people. But I watched <laughs> that back now. I went, I can't work out if that's really clever or just really lazy. I can't work it out. Both? Both. I was just like, yeah, I think it's genius. just a conundrum. I think it's just a paradox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is one of those moments. Schrodinger's paradox. I yeah. mean, <laughs> Schrodinger's <laughs> accent. Schrodinger's accent. Sorry, Schrodinger's backstory. Van Damme's box. Yeah. That... <laughs> no, don't That's Google that. Girls. Don't Google <laughs> that. <laughs> Avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was I was incredibly amused how they explained away the accent in two simple actions. I thought that was very, very two clever. Two lines of dialogue. <laughs> so that's how you write a backstory. <laughs> but to be fair, that's all I needed. I was yeah, like, yeah, true. that's right. I got this guy. That's right. I know, I know what he's about. Sometimes, sometimes you, like sometimes you just have to take for granted that the audience are going to put two and two together and luckily get four. Mm. Or one and one and get two in this case. So there was the kids. So we jump ahead 25 minutes, 25 minutes. I wish you jumped ahead 25 minutes. We jump ahead 25 years in the story and we cut to this. I watched this and just like literally in my notes, I just went aerobics in the eighties were wild. Like there's, yeah, just, I'm pretty it, sure it that's just, yeah. definitely written by Van Damme this scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Put a woman do, in as yeah. little clothing as you possibly can I get away karate, with. I do karate, that was I can do the splits. I mean, I, I mean, I mean. to be fair, as well, well, I say to be fair, I've got to be very careful how I tread here, but what's the, um, because uh, that was the thing, like, 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 you know, aerobics wear, what have you, in the 80s was pretty much the same as that. What's the, um, Ollie, help me out here, because the others probably won't remember. <laughs> what's the movie that Jamie Lee Curtis does with John Travolta? Can you remember? Oh, Staying Alive. Was it Staying Alive? No. It's the other one. Go Me on, I thought No, I thought you were going to ask him what's the name of the clothing they're wearing yeah, or something. I, 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 to be fair, I thought I was going to ask what a leotard was as well. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, Ollie, you look as though you're... Yeah, Ollie, you look as though you're bunching up at the moment. What are you back in? <laughs> you don't know you've worn that before, Ollie. <laughs> but yeah, there was, a, like, there was a movie that Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, John Travolta did, and I just remember there was the, like, there's this famous like, aerobic scene that Jamie Lee Curtis is doing in that, and it, like, again, it was like, it's like the Eric Price video, like, all over again. <laughs> it's just very, like, it's, you know, just, just very questionably. Uh, I have just, just it very questionably yeah, exposed. and it is perfect. But the, I think there is a similar scene in Staying Alive where Travolta is learning like the routine for a Las Vegas stage show. And it's very similar. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think in that, John Travolta wears even less. I think it's just like gold pants. <laughs> you you <laughs> pulled that video up remarkably yeah. quickly, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> well, literally, when you, go, when you Google John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis, that's the first video that comes up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the benefit of the listener, Luke just showed us a video clip of said scene. 
<laughs> so what I found hilarious in this bit, because of course, like while while Jean Claude Van Damme is it is like just a wash in a sea of women in this aerobics class, right? Is that you've got you've got Frank, Jeffrey Lewis's character, with a private detective looking at a photo that is literally Jean Claude Van Damme dressed differently with slipped back hair, and he says the words, "It's got to be him." I went, "Got to." It's fucking really? obvious. Really? <laughs> yeah. Right? I th- like, seriously? Unreal. And, like, and then, of course, like, like this went, like, it jumps ahead a little bit, and he's talking to um, Alex, who's the, who's the first character that Jean-Claude Van Damme is playing, and gives literally the exposition dump of the century. Literally, like, everything that happened before and everything we need to know later, he just spurts out out of nowhere. And it's like, I'm 10 minutes in and I'm not sure I'm fussed even then. It's like, it's it's kind of much of a muchness. I appreciated the exposition dump, though, at this point, because it was like, come on, give me some of it. Mm. (laughs) I need something. The tunnel belongs to you. Got a question. We got no proof, but what's the whole whole ceremony right at the start of the film about? Surely there's... Photographers and yeah, there are documentation yeah. and all that's like papers and oh wait, there's your proof. Mm. Yeah, also, what but are there's they proof that their it? parents do it, but you a don't. Tunnel. But you don't know what. Yeah, prestige. I've got okay, a tunnel. Fine. But then, you? yeah, you've just got a tunnel. Do you they got charge a tunnel, do you have... fortune and glory, kid? <laughs> fortune and glory. Do you have tunnels? Do you, are you not jealous? Do you, do you have to? Um, is it like a toll to use? <laughs> yeah, it, it is now, and I assume it probably still was. Wait, hold on. Are you trying to say that Jean-Claude Van Damme is basically like the urban legend of the of the car park attendant at Bristol Zoo? Is that where we're going with this? Yeah, he, just, like, oh, he just stands yeah. there at the entrance, just taking money. He's taking money and not actually like employed by him. <laughs> Listeners, in the most random tangent I think I've ever taken this show in three years. I'm going to break this down for the listeners because this is going to be way too random for people to actually get. So for people not in the area of the West Country, um, Bristol Zoo, very famous zoo, there was this... I, I, I'm pretty sure this was written off as urban legend, wasn't it? I don't think this was actually proven to be the case, proven to be real. But basically, the, the story goes, the gentleman basically stood around this grounds outside Bristol Zoo for like the longest time um, taking uh, parking fees for the day like only like a few quid or what have you like per car and then everyone just got oh yeah great and pay it go into the zoo have a great day come out on their way and then one day the guy just stopped going there anymore and so like regular people who had dealt with this guy before turned around to the zoo and just said like oh um where's the car park attendant today and they just went what car park attendant and like this guy had been pulling this crap for years and no one thought to question it no one noticed it which you know years down the line i'm I'm kind of like that didn't happen there's no way that didn't happen but if it did i have just googled it i think it is true isn't it just ask jeeves there is a shred of truth to it Oh, I'm just sort of skim reading this, obviously, because I don't want to get sidetracked too much. But it seems yeah, too late. There may well have been someone interesting. I and I think, I was, and I think the zoo were aware of it. And they, when he yeah. didn't turn up, they queried the, lo- the local council, and, and then they go, it to life. Uh, yeah. and then it was the council doing and they it. Went, Got it. No, that's your car park, not ours. <laughs> or type thing. I don't. Was there what a car park? A there? I can't remember. The times I went there, we had to park up on the up on the one of the side roads. So. That's some that's some Ocean's Eleven style nonsense. That's some. 
That is ridiculous. But the perfect story is that he works seven days a week <laughs> at whatever, however many cars <laughs> making freaking fortune. So anyway, back to gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> Call back. Sorry, no, wrong one. Sidetracked even more. Um, what got me? So you get, so they go to Hong Kong and you have Jean-Claude Van Damme doing his very, like, like tourist bit and stuff like that. This whole thing, it just, do you know what? I'm just going to cut straight. Like, like the, the trouble I have with this movie overall after all these years of not having seen it for this long, I was just quite bored in general. And, you know, it's... The glazed look on all of our faces as you said that. Yeah. Yes. As someone who came into this blind, I very quickly got bored of the kind of conceit of the plot and was just like, get get to the kicks, get to the action, was basically what I was willing this film to do. And... To be fair, it mostly delivered on that. It didn't hang around. It's maybe a bit of a dip in the middle, but... You saying that, is that because you knew it was a Jean-Claude Van Damme film, so you were just expecting it to be kicks and punches? So you were just like, I don't want any of this like nonsense or build-up. Yeah, I don't want plot. It's not what I've come to watch a Jean-Claude Van Damme film for. Don't get me wrong, I was bored, and I was just like, oh, this, this film is not great like you know burying the lead a little bit for the wrap-up but you know there, there did seem a lot too well for his movies there's a lot of time between action and too much talk and yeah nonsense there's just some weird choices made in the film i found like there was a, like the whole thing so when you're actually faced with like okay so you've got this bit where you are introduced to Danielle, right? Who's supposed to be like the 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 love interest slash femme fatale of the of the flick, right? Played by uh, an actress called uh, Alona Shaw, who literally did nothing of note other than this movie, which just made me feel bad. And because she's she's not giving a bad performance. None of them are giving really bad performances save one or two but it's but it's just it just boils down to the to, to the material in the end and you know you did like it's the same about odd choices there is a moment where where we're faced with um sorry faced with alex is it is this twin the the rotten the rotten seed of the pair the danny devito of the of, of the of the of the pair <laughs> But the thing is, the whole film makes you feel, for, for me, makes you feel for him more than, I think Chad's a spoiled brat that needs to be beating the shit out of. And the I fact agree. is, that I mean, like, you, when you first meet them, Alex headbutts Chad, knocks him out and comes to, because obviously Danielle yeah. thinks it's him, obviously, but completely wearing is it pink shorts and black boxer shorts, whatever. Black silk underwear. Yeah. So it's like... Um, and then obviously he still then like pulls a chair out and he's like that and he's still like staring at her again. The whole film he's just trying to get with his brother's girlfriend. It just doesn't is feel he, right. Is he just being a nice guy? No, he's not. He's just being he's a nice not. guy. Yeah, but, that, but that's how the film comes across. It's not. No, I disagree with that because like, like that's the whole point of two. Uh, all right. At the beginning, one, he doesn't know the, who, who she is in terms yeah, of... Yeah. Like, like 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 Alex being a thing, right? 
And, and the second that he finds out that Alex is his brother, that he has a brother, in terms of Danielle, I, 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 I think I think Chad acclimatizes to the to the to, to the feeling of family and having a brother much quicker yeah. than uh, 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 than Alex does. I think Chad is like like once he realizes what the situation is, which is what that lest we forget the 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 vision the unnecessary sex dream sequence that we see later isn't Chad it's, it's Alex. Alex and that's the point where like they have a moment and then like like Danielle goes off and then Chad just sticks to sailing the boat and he's just really it, it, it's just a moment that passes and you get the impression that it's like that's and that's the whole thing with the ending as well like, I, did, like, I have to disagree there and I didn't think I was going to be so animated about one element of this movie but apparently here we are <laughs> uh, but that's your opinion my opinion is I think he still would have tried wait what <laughs> wow. but it is interesting that what? that like sexy dream that's had is it even Van Damme that has it well, yeah, it's Alex having it because he's he's in a drunken well, no, stupor. No, hang on a second. I think you need. To... We're, we're no, skipping I think, yeah, way I think ahead here. Yeah, okay, but this is but this is too. Or maybe it's meant to Gar- be both of them. Maybe this he's having those thoughts. I don't think it is Van Damme. I think it's Danielle's character having it. No, no it's not what. No, no. Did you not? Definitely I genuinely, Alex. I Wait, what? No, no, I no. no. That is Alex that. getting drunk and thinking Chad's doing his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Eloquent way of putting it there. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. He's making essential love to yeah, his girlfriend. Yeah, that's better. Thank you. <laughs> Ollie's, Ollie's like, I need to go home and rethink some things. <laughs> no, I genuinely I get what you're saying. Was, the way it's it, cut, it kind of, yeah, I it could it imply her, that it's her putting the dress on. Because she's the one on. in the ship, kind of like getting changed, and she is almost looking up to him as he's like on the upper deck, like thinking about him, like, oh, he's just up there. Yeah, he is. Wait, what? <laughs> like, there's I think, only the I think two of the us on this boat. I think the implication is that it, it's, it's Alex thinking that that's what Chad's yes. gone off to do. Because he's like, where has he gone? And why, like, he, I don't know if he, yeah, does I he just that, put two and that's together why... to get that? Or does he find out that before they get back? No, he, he phones up his Mahjong place yeah, yeah. and then speaks to the guy and goes... Is my brother there? Yeah. He's well, the who's he with? Yeah. Uh, Danielle. He's with Danielle. And this yeah. is like, what? Get them yeah. on the phone right now. And that's when yeah, the guys no. turn up. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing this back because we have about like forty minutes of other nonsense before um, yeah, this. Yeah, but we're happens. trying to skip that. <laughs> <laughs> Skips the end. Yeah, we're literally we're doing spaced. <laughs> but like, what if I was eleven? So many weird choices in the sense that, like, at one point, like when you see Alex for the first time and they're having this big argument, with again another exposition dump from Frank in terms of like him being his brother, and, and he even says like, "Look at each other for God's sake," and you see like some very odd green screen some really weird yeah, eye line this right they, they obviously didn't marry up the kind of two halves of the set and the eye line they hadn't they hadn't worked out how to do the tennis ball on the stick yeah. yet in order to like <laughs> they made that or work. just have a guy stood um, the other side of frame at the same height as van damme <laughs> well again it's not like they were getting someone completely different acting against that wasn't going to be there like jean-claude van damme knows how tall he is because He's that's all. He's him. <laughs> it's you know. You just gotta say it's like just it like if you're standing straight, just 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 look straight, man. <laughs> like it's this isn't rocket science. It, it's the coke, man. 
He can't. <laughs> yeah. He's ten foot tall when he's on coke. <laughs> he looks down at everyone. <laughs> but the, like there was this one moment where I just went like he's literally thrown a cigar on the floor and stamped it out and it wasn't lit. They get through a lot of cigars all. in this movie. It was just yeah, but some of those are at least lit. This one was like it just wasn't lit. And he threw it down and stamped it out. Well, I was that like, when he was well, a bit angry just... though, and he just went he didn't have it lit and he's like ah, and just mm. like let's crush something without smashing Making a point. up. Yeah. I guess. He I does guess. do it again Part later. On, like, well, Maybe he likes to pretend to smoke and then just pretends to put it out. <laughs> so we get a sense of like like because uh, we haven't really seen a decent fight other than John Claude Van Damme headbutting himself in this first scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kicks some, um, Chad kicks some guy in the karate oh, he studio. does, yeah, in the karate dojo, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I do want to go back to that a split second because, like, that would, I mean, <laughs> surely this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Like, he's going to come back from Hong Kong at some I'm point. I'm sure they're going to lose their business by just, just closing up and going I think- off. After everything yeah. going on in New York, I think him booting a guy in his dojo is the least of his worries, given the amount of murder he's committed. <laughs> <laughs> Just went to Hong Kong, I mean, so we... did a bit of murder, and then came back. Oh no, <laughs> I kicked a guy in a dojo. So once. much murder. I mean, I, I mean, like not even that, but like, but like in terms of like criminal damage, theft. <laughs> oh God, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll get to in a bit, but I just went, okay, that was quite good. Where, but you get, you got this bit where like Alex is doing like these, these shady deals on, on his boat, right? Where he's got the, where he's got the, the beamers. Oh fuck, I forgot he's about got, that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not the beamers, he's, 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 he's got like a load of Mercedes, Mercedes. on the car. Uh, he's got a load of Mercedes on the boat with like cigarettes and and in other imports and 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 contraband in the in the boots right and this is where like we start to see this is like one of the first big fights that we see yeah and i just watched this and just went like, holy shit the sound engineer must have had a field day putting like like adr in the impact effects on this movie because it was very for a movie like 1991 this was very much like Bruce Lee 1970, like sound effects. The very quick kind of like you got the Power Rangers like swooshing, haven't you? Every time they move their arms, for sure, for sure. But just before we get to this fight, how bored I was is that the only thing I really paid attention <laughs> to is when they opened up the boots, and there was like I saw like hi fi's and cigarettes, and I was like. Who packs a boot like that? Yeah, it's just slammed. That makes, just chucked in. Makes no sense. <laughs> what is going? I was like, <laughs> five-year-old Ollie, to do this. Luggage Tetris master. Yeah, just like, this is how like bored I was with the film at this point. I was just like, he's going. I, I'm gonna pat that bear. Yeah, it's like I need to cling on to anything here. Ollie's like, I've watched the paint of my new office dry, and now I'm going yeah. to work out the logistics of packing. I spent boot. all year moving from different house to house and storage unit. I could have done that better. I mean, there's also the whole like unnecessary leap down from the upper deck. I hesitate to call it a deck. That was but, you know. very necessary. It was almost a bit like <laughs> million dollar man. Yeah. <laughs> it really was like slow mo and everything, <laughs> just to jump two foot down. To the back deck. <laughs> but also, who's driving those cars off? Because they start the engines and there is like the screech of tyres and an engine noise. 
when they dump the cars. Well, it's, it's an automatic. He puts it in drive, and then reverse. Or reverse sorry, and then it just goes off itself. But I've got an automatic, and mine doesn't go off itself. Well, maybe like he that. Just, I mean, you didn't see it. But you stuck it in there. Maybe put, pushing on the pedal. Who uh, knows? Maybe. Yeah, he did. You see that in the second one. In the second car, you see him jam it, push down the accelerator. Uh, okay. You just need a little bit, don't you, just to get it go. Yeah. Apparently, these Mercs, though, that's not a great advert for him. He puts about three rounds into them and they explode <laughs> to, to lose the cops. The Hong Kong Coast Guard. I mean, there is. Who, who bizarrely sub- speak in English? There is a substantial amount of, of alcohol in that trunk as well. Alcohol's not explosive, man. Christ. <laughs> yeah, but it's Hong Kong and it's owned by. Um, Run oh, by British, yeah, time, British rule, yeah, yeah. British territory right, at the time, so obviously a lot of them will be probably British, thinking I'll speak English because that's more likely what I'm gonna. Everyone's gonna know. True, but yeah, very true. Sorry, did you also just say it's not, like alcohol isn't explosive? I'm going to refer to a Molotov cocktail yeah, here, and you're that, going to tell no, me it's so not explosive. Is, no, but a Molotov cocktail is a pet, is petrol inside an alcoholic bottle. They just put petrol in it and, and stick a rag in it. It's not full. Of, it's not. It's not a Smirnoff, and they just stick a rag in a Smirnoff. They empty the vodka out. I mean, if you've got there was high, some alcoholics. There was some alcoholics. If it has a high alcohol content, but it's not going to explode. It it's not going to cause a car to explode from a couple of bullets. You might. It might catch fire. It's also eventually. a car. It's also, it's, it's like, also a car. It's like it's not GT. <laughs> if it's not GTA, like if you you can fire hundreds of rounds at a, a car. And it will not even catch fire. It like this. This is I cannot like believe with the level of bullshit in this movie. This is what this is the hill you're dying on. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like we need to escape. And also, it's a big harbour. They could just go uh, round yeah. the cars. That's the first thing I thought. I was just like, do they? Do they not turning left? <laughs> turning right. Also, yeah, it, yeah. This is very much Charlie's Theron and Prometheus. We're just going to oh, so just go to yeah. the side, I motherfucker. Think I, even shouted no. that at the cinema, almost. Oh, this is like... <laughs> yeah, how to run away from a donut shape? <laughs> how not to? Also, why was the officer like constantly watching through the binoculars? They were like fifty feet away. <laughs> it's like that looks like Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> and another John yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh my, there's two of them? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we have to form I love, the press. I love that we actually were like I love that we were like thirty minutes into the movie and we've only just dealt with the concept of the bridge at this point as well. Because that's when they're all sat around the table with Danielle as well, and that's when Frank gives another exposition dump to explain about the whole thing about the bridge and it's like yeah it's your birthright what that's supposed to mean i don't know because ollie as you pointed out it's not like they (laughs) tunnel you know what i mean one goes over one goes underwater it's fine it's it's the same thing (laughs) yeah every engineer screaming at us now yeah we should just call it the mcguffin the mcguffin yeah so he talks about the mcguffin and which literally means nothing because it's saying it's like, yeah, it's yours, you know, is it like, like, is your birthright? Why? Like, as you pointed out, Ollie, it's not as though he's going to be, they're going to be getting any money from it. There are no royalties or anything like that. I don't fully understand the concept as to what it actually means to them. And like, Danielle is literally the only one at this point is saying, so, so you have evidence, right? You actually have means of proving that this mm. is real. It's like, I don't need evidence. I was there. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then case solves. <laughs> Bravo. And I think that's that's half of it. It's like, because you 
don't know what they want to get out of it. What is what's the reason? The the zero point for them like continuing their like escapade. And let's yeah. face it, neither of them are putting themselves in danger. The the person that is is actually Danielle for most Oh, to dig the out the evidence. Part of this yeah, film. definitely. Well, yeah. she d- pretty yeah. much gets sexually assaulted in the second mm-hmm. time she does it, and that was really uncomfortable to watch. It's just like, oh, this is not yeah. aged well. It's what, yeah, that it's a yeah, that that's a. That, I guess it's that's meant a to be so like, like a bit like, of a I, sexy scene, but it's just like that's really inappropriate. It's <laughs> not definitely not. I mean, there are yeah, two. Okay, so the so there's. Uh, but there's a, okay, so there are two lenses for it. I, th- I, th- I think at the time that the movie was made, yeah, they were probably going to see. You know, they were. I think probably they thought, oh, down the lenses. Know, yeah, let's be a little bit edgy and things like this, and it's like, yeah, mm. this is going to be cool, girl on girl, yeah. When like, but I think like if you watch it through a more contemporary lens now, I think it. I think you like. I think it can be uncomfortable and you can let that be a tone of the movie at that point i don't think you can like like i think you can she's meant to be a bad can, guy, I, like, like i think the, you can separate yeah exactly i think you can separate that tone and you can and, and you can adopt a different approach to watching that now and seeing it for the uncomfortable like like very uncomfortable moment of the movie that it's supposed to be, and I think that and I think like you and I think you get that position from Danielle, and I think you and, and I think you get that, and I think you get that by sort of not osmosis, but but you know what I mean. You get like you get you 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 get that empathy with her from that scene. Well, one thing I find funny is like, why has he still got paperwork to like? prove that he actually doesn't own yeah. this or whatever or he doesn't <laughs> oh, I know it's so stupid What's that point? Man it's 24 years so, why you still got the incriminating paperwork, paperwork would you keep that proves that you don't own Deeds. something <laughs> yeah and I hired the triads to kill them ha 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 is basically what it says in there <laughs> I did it it was me I will go you one better why exactly? And think about like so. Uh, so I need to draw some attention to uh, Zhang at the moment, who is the, the triad boss. <laughs> I've just right? realised that his name is basically Wayne's World's excellent Zhang. <laughs> <laughs> it's just dawned on me. I'm Sorry, so glad Lee was the one that said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Lee said it. It's fine. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> But like, like Zach, I was yelling at the screen at this point because there was one thing that I didn't touch on earlier when we said like, so um, Frank, when he's driving in his car and he's on the radio to Chad and Alex's parents, he left a present for the dad, which was a cigar box with a lighter. And so we jump ahead 25 years and Zhang, the man that is responsible, the bearer's death, has cigars in a box that he offers Chad, thinking that he's Alex, because everyone in Hong Kong thinks that Chad is Alex because they're twins, and that's even though they look wildly different in hair and clothes. You know people can dress and style their hair differently from day to day, right? That is allowed. I mean, maybe maybe you should. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> you, can't, you can't mess with perfection, my friend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Anyway, back to gone in 60 seconds. And that's the end so of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on that bombshell. <laughs> Can't believe you said that. Um, but there was a, but like, I just had this moment, like, like we saying, it was like, why would you risk having the cigar case of a man that you killed with the, the like, it's got his initials on it as well. I mean, is it the nice same box? car? No. Be riddled with bullet I, I, holes. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I just don't know if it is. I'm just curious. Perhaps I mean, it's the I same car. I mean, cars fixed, Lee. Yeah. I don't think it is. I think it's a more modern car. But for a no. man that could loan 200 million to help fi- finish off the tunnel, why is the hell he's using someone else's engraved? Because it's a nice box. But the guy also, said it's a, it's a cheap, cheap wooden, isn't it? It's a cheap wooden box. Is it? Yeah, but it's yeah, a trade. I think, I think that's a joke. That he bought it like a no, 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 because he says he bought it like a, a a job lot or something like that. He actually no, says no, he bought it. He from says an he got it from a, a clearance auction, but it's obviously the clearance <laughs> yeah. auction of his dad's estate. That, yeah, his parents' estate is where he says he got it from. But I think yeah, like Ollie says, it's it's a trophy piece, isn't it? It's like we killed the guy. I'm going to keep it. Yeah, yeah. I think he's using I using clearance as like a, as a as a metaphor for like yeah, I I cleared them, mm. I got them out of the picture. Just to, just to move on from that because uh, we touched on this earlier. So there's a character uh, called Kara who is this. Uh, I mean, like, Luke, you 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 hit the nail on the head earlier saying about like Griffith being like this Bond level villain, and this is very much like like, like this character Kara who's played by. Uh, a former bodybuilder called Karina Everson, Corey Everson, who made her debut in this movie, is again like a Bond level, like Grace Jones level Bond villain, like femme muscle fatale in this. And to an extent, ain't doing a bad job, to be fair. I, I, I think this one, like, like I, I think there's a lot of like pocket moments for people in this that they actually do a. A, a, a very good job it's just the fact that like for a for a for a concept of story that is is so basic they try to throw in other elements of story to try and like maintain some sense of like like thriller and things like that and lee you hit the nail on the head where it's like just get to the next kick please literally <laughs> all i'm here for she's got the good terminator run you notice that she does a good yes. terminator run yep. through the city through the market yeah it, yeah it's great i think like, i think she did a really good job i think you know if it like if you if you i think if you remade this movie now <laughs> with some plot you know i, I with, uh, with some plot i think what well, i think do i like i think you know absolutely batshit mentality aside you know you have people like gina carano um uh, well you you don't anymore <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. Instead of you know, like 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 batshittery opinions aside, oh, in terms see, of stature yeah. and the way that you yeah. can carry yourself and talent and things like that, then yeah, I think you know you got people like Gina Carano. Um, you've also got women like um, Raquel Rodriguez in WWE, uh, like, wonderful presence, and, and 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 you know, I think those are the sorts of characters that that, that that would carry that sort of character quite nicely. But yeah, it was it, it was a. Uh, because I like I remembered that character, and I just yeah, it it just kind of made me think. It's like yeah, it's almost like they tried to make a very contemporary Bond that just didn't land. Like there were lots of elements that didn't that that, that met that sort of requirement, but 
that's not the film they set out to it make. It sort of feels like Van Damme went, I want to do a Bond-esque film because like later on there's that scene. He's they're both, you know, him and Alex, you know, Van Damme is in a tux, as is Frank. And it's just like it is very like, yeah, it's like it's trying to be a Bond film in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, that's it. Because all of a well, I say all of a sudden, they they Frank is able to create like detonators and remote charges where's he getting those it's like out of out of what it's hong kong man (laughs) yeah everything's made in china right (laughs) and he learned the skills of nam yeah he's he's like meant to be a nam vet isn't he oh yeah 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 for sure because everyone could just get military grade c4 if you've been if you've been in the u.s military right yeah you get to take a case home with you (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) for doing such a good job here it is some explosive c4 Landmines, <laughs> sniper rifle, uh, sh- automatic yeah. shotgun. Yeah. Ron Swanson yeah, well. has a claymore on his on his uh, desk. <laughs> after all, like <laughs> <laughs> it's deactivated that one. <laughs> I have to jump back a little bit because, like, this whole thing with Zhang, where he thinks that Chad is Alex, and then like Bolo Young absolutely whoops his ass after like a few after he gets a few lucky shots off on the on the lower level goons, right? The like so when when Moon, that's Bolo Young's character, beats the living hell out of him, they lock him in a container. Like this is what s- confused me so much, because they 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 knock him out. They put him in a container. They then loaded a container onto a truck, and then unloaded him off that container and dumped him on the ground. And I just thought, wouldn't it have been easier just to put him in a boot mm. just leave him just leave him on the floor there yeah yeah i mean fair play to van damme he does sell that scene like that he's having the shit kicked out of him and being slammed against that it's a great container, scene right it actually like looks pretty good i did have to cringe a little bit like just I, I can't remember if it was before or after the scene there is a shot of a frog being decapitated in this film which oh, i yeah. was not prepared for and i was like oh god that's awful that was bef- like I, that was before yeah, it's, it's where they they, there, they sit down and they start talking through a plan. Oh, eating, yeah. And I is yeah. then he upsets Danielle. Yeah, but I I get the like that kind of stuff goes on. But fuck me, don't put it in the film. Jeez, or at least like why hasn't that been cut out in more modern cuts? I mean, is there a reason why? I mean, the frog wasn't alive. Is there a no, reason it why was. it would? It, it was alive. alive. I think that that's what. I'm oh, I didn't spot that. Caught me off guard. I was just like. Yeah. I know they're trying to portray the authenticity, like, right? Yeah, like, and, and the markets of, of Hong Kong, but it's yeah. just you don't need to like, show it. No, even thirty years ago, you didn't need to show that on film. I don't. I'm surprised, really. I was like, oh god, they just killed a frog, like on film. It's just like, but that's not the nice. the interesting thing about this film because at some point, I think it's a comedy. And then at some, <laughs> then the next moment, it not, is just, not the frog decapitation. <laughs> that's not the comedy. It's absolutely brutal. Like, you yeah. know, the, the opening gun scene. It's not easy get... being green. Kermit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gets, Kermit gets yeah. made into dinner. <laughs> they, they never quite get the balance right in this film. And there's also the scene where they're, um, they're, they're creeping around the shipyard. And that's all a little bit comical. Don't fuck this up. Yeah, yeah. Cover yeah. my ass. God yeah. damn it, Chad. But yet, but yet then the fight scenes are so not not graphic but you know they're 
brutal. They They're vary. Very, they vary. Yeah. Thing is, there's a lot more guns than fight like proper fist fights. What I expect. Well, I don't know. I think that like, like there is a fair like there is a fair bit of fist fight more later and at the start on the boat and stuff like that. But like just just going to. For, for one, there is so much slow mo in this movie. It gave me a headache. That, like we, but like some of the fight scenes, and it is brutal in places. Like we literally see, like so much neck breaks, so many neck breaks in this movie. Like, like Bolo Young kills one of the goons because he like lost or something like that and like kills him right in front of Chad. Then you've got another bit when like Alex is going all stealthy, stealthy when they're going to blow up the boat and he does the whole thing where he like has his hand in front of the guy's forehead and then like punch him in the back. Like, I, like that's one thing. That's an, that's an image that has stuck with me for years because watching that as a kid, I was like, Oh my God. Like that was like so quick. Uh, yeah. It's just, I, I get what you're saying. It's like peaks and troughs, but there's a lot of fight scenes in this that just made me go like, like as a kid, I was like, "Oh, that's surprising." There's, there's, I think to Luke's point, there are. I think the gunfights are longer in this than a lot of the fight scenes. I mean, there's. Can we can we point out the comedy of um, there's the infinite ammo cheat when he pulls out the second pistol and all of a sudden his guns have infinite ammo, <laughs> and also the bit in the it's some sort of room like I'm guessing it's like a drug kind of. Uh, workshop lab type thing and they are firing at each other from about three feet away in like the wide shots and it's just hilarious it's like it's like looney tunes-esque in terms of like you know he he's here and he's here and like you know they're, they're within arms reach they could they could literally like throw the guns at each other from that distance so didn't someone do that once wasn't it like naked gun like one yes. or two or yeah something it's like literally that? naked gun that, they're like <laughs> the other side of an aircon unit or something on the roof firing at each other <laughs> So obviously we're we're in the factory where they obviously the meeting that Chad um, Chad got beaten up. He knew about the drug this drug thing operation going on. So he they've obviously gone there to blow it up. Obviously one thing that made me chuckle was obviously they went and per there's a massive like flammable tank outside of whatever's inside, and then they could have easily hidden this this bar of C4 anywhere, but they had to stick it right on the side in full view of everyone. <laughs> and I was like, okay, why? And then of course Chad's waiting outside, but Alex is inside and he's like about to plant it on a, an engine of a boat that's inside the shed. And then the Chad knocks, kicks, knocks some guy by kicking him in the head and he falls over and disturbs everyone and all goes something. The guy comes out the door and all he done is just duck next to the boat and he just walked straight past. Yeah, he's like in full light. Like, the light is on him. And there's it? lights on his face. How's he missed him? <laughs> yeah. And then obviously he then jumps through the wall, through the wall or something into this drug oh, thing. Yeah, he does. But, like, when they're, but when they're shooting through, you can see all the powder just go up. Surely he'd be freaking high as a kite by the end of it. I mean, Van Damme's probably yeah. used to it, but I mean... <laughs> just I another like, Tuesday geez. for him. <laughs> He's like, ooh, pupils are dilated. <laughs> it was Tuesday. <laughs> See the reference. Bravo, get the reference there. Bravo, yes. Bravo sir. <laughs> it's a ridiculous scene, but I mean, yeah. Infinite ammo, that got me. Mm. And 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 the roll and fire at the same time oh, yeah. in slow mo, yeah. <laughs> and how they can't hit him at all, yeah. but he can hit them perfectly in the chest in or every the one single shot. They try and make it look like a cool move where he does like a forward roll, like, ends on his bat, and then just looks up and shoots upside down at someone. It's like, was that meant yeah. to be yeah, that's, cool? That's the it... one when he went through the wall. Yeah, yeah that's it. And it just looks yeah. silly. Like, 
Unreal. Oh, I Unreal. About the I did, like, like, <laughs> although that bit where they were setting the explosions, I did actually write down like they were some pretty decent live pyros. Actually, like some of the like some of the pyrotechnics that they used in this movie were pretty good. Yeah, that's where the money went, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 completely. I mean, I was amused by the size of the bloody laser sight on the guy's hand cannon when he's pointing it at Chad because it's the, not a euphemism, people. That this desert eagle that this guy's pointing i'm like the fact that he waited to fu- why didn't you just shoot him yeah why just like going and him dead uh, to rights and then frank just took ages to snipe him <laughs> it's the bad guy mentality isn't it it's like one step away from monologuing it's that like they get like it's the, the the waiting for absolutely nothing I think also we're we're forgetting that this is 30 odd years in the past and laser sights were not as ubiquitous then as they are now and so why it's so big and i'm pretty sure that's a very similar gun to the one that um, arnie has in the first terminator that has a laser sight on it it's not a million miles away uh, right? arnie's, in terms of the bulk of it arnie's is a revolver uh, okay but the laser sight on it is ridiculously big compared to nowadays where a laser sight is about the size of a aa battery right? oh yeah don't get me wrong it's the like like it's the mobile phone equivalent isn't it like is the, is yeah. the like like is the brick from the late 80s or anything like that and it, like like compared to what we have now but it was just one of those things that just caught me off guard we're like oh yeah okay he doesn't need it i don't know why he's got a laser sight at that range no. and like <laughs> literally literally five feet away from him <laughs> and he still can't hit him so I did, like like during the during the club bit the whole like 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 tucks bit as well it was just little bits and pieces where i was like the you have like jean claude van damme he does this kit like like kicks a guy over and i don't know why that like that table was screwed to the ground it just kind of made me go health and safety just didn't give a fuck in this movie did they like there was like like that guy like that guy literally hit solid wood and rolled onto the floor hong kong stunt actors there there is a lot less health and safety laws like you look at any of jackie chan's films you would not be able to do that in hollywood but they could do it there like there's 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 stuff that the kind of hong kong stunt teams do that is just like they're not they've got no safety equipment at all and they'll just do the stunt so I think I think I mean reading some of the Jack Chan's badass. I mean, there's so many people that they go, well, "We want you to do this." There's like loads of people lined up to do it for for whatever pay. Um, and then they just do it, and they were so good at it. Hmm. It's like I watched an interview with Michelle Yeoh, and she went back over her like I think it was Vanity Fair on their YouTube channel, and it's like the, she went back over her career and like showed some of her early stunt mm. work on like some of Jackie Chan's movies, and she's like, "Yeah, I didn't have any safety equipment or anything. I'm just literally crawling on top of this van, and I had to hold on really tight as they went around the corners and things." It's just, it's just another sort of world to us compared to. But that's kind of what day. makes it believable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But. Yeah. And, you know, and honestly, <laughs> that makes me love that woman even more. I think that's she's an absolute absolute absolutely brilliant. Yeah, because I think one of Jackie Chan's one of his first stunts was a backwards somersault out of a second floor window. Um, <laughs> and he had to do it, turn, and then sort of land, not land properly on his feet, but obviously land on the, the mat. And he he kind of half missed, I think. Uh, but he didn't quite do the thing. And they thought, oh, shit. And he got up and goes, right, let's do it again. And that's how he made his name because he went up and done it again for the third for a third attempt hmm. just to get this film, this proper shot. Um, as a stunt, just a stunt actor, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember there was an outtake in it was Rush Hour 2. And Damn, he's not going to be in Rush Hour 3. See- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a, not that one, but that is one of my favourites. Um, but, but like Jackie Chan, like prop, 
properly like like properly fumbles like hits the ground it's a bit where like he's going through the um he's going through the cashier's like uh grill oh yeah, yeah yeah oh there's loads of temp and it's it. made to fit him so he can slide through it and he just he hits it slightly the wrong angle so then he just kind of half of his body kind of goes through it and then he just can't go any further and then he falls backwards and everyone's like oh shit like is it and it's like jackie you okay and he just gets up, shrugs it off. I go, Jackie, always okay. <laughs> and that, like, that's just a testament to his body of work and and and, and his ethic is that, like, he always. It's a bit of a Spider-Man reference, but he always gets back up. And um, there was what was interesting, and this is a bit of a tangent, but I need to say, like, for anyone that hasn't watched um, the new Ninja Turtles movie the mutant mayhem that Seth Rogen made. So what I will say without giving any spoilers, I wasn't prepared for what they do with Splinter in that. It wasn't necessarily what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting, but what is fascinating is that when you do see Splinter fight, there are moments where I just went, they've literally modeled Jackie Chan. Like he, like he has a very particular style of like almost falling into a situation and then working that to his advantage and then working that into the defense of what he's actually trying to do. And they literally did that in CGI with Splinter. And, this, I, I, and I saw that and just went, the movie's incredible, but this might have actually made it for me. It was just that little attention to detail almost in, I don't think they, like they said, Jackie, do some stunts and we'll CGI you. Like, I think they, they, they did that as like, almost like a homage to him. And it was just a lovely, he voice lovely Splinter touch. Splinter in that. Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Then it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, what you, what you described sounds like Drunken Master. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it looks very much like like bits that I've seen before. It's just I've literally seen him do that. It's it's really really great. So anyway, gone for sixty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the t shirt you guys are all getting next year. It's gonna <laughs> Can you have it in the Back to the Future style Back. font? Just because I think that'd be cool. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm into, yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'll do, I'll, so I'll, I'll, I missed I'll that podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> so like after this right so so we've we've already touched on the very uh, very inappropriate very awkward uh search scene that um cory eberson cara the, the 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 bodyguard does with danielle because they get the impression that she is um she is helping their enemies which should be very evident because she's literally in an open plan office on the phone to Alex saying about the sort of dirt that she's actually dug up right now. This is not a particularly bright woman. Calls are recorded for training purposes. <laughs> yes, right. Exactly. At no point do they just think, maybe they're listening, but no. And so she tries to get hold of Alex, can't, gets hold of Chad, who at this point they have moved into this island, this remote island with this massive hotel, like derelict. Has the nightclub scene been yet? Or was that later? Yeah, that was the one where he got kicked on the table. The nightclub scene with the tux, tux yeah. tuxedos, the tux and, the, and the cognac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I didn't think we got that far yet. Um, <laughs> just because I see. Interesting. We all think, apart from you, Gareth, that it is later on. But I mean, I'm sure you're, you're probably right. But this is how we viewed the film in like segments and then just pieced it back together like in a better format. 
because <laughs> no, it's just so I mean, just, double impact the director's cut. Yeah, it's, it's just that whole, um, the whole cognac bomb scene where he was just like Frank is so like I've got the detonator, and I was like, well, of course you got it because you're the one that's going to turn it, blow it off. It's like yeah, yeah I've got it. It's like Chad didn't know the plan, right? It's like Alex and Frank had this plan, and Chad just like bimbles up with another yeah. box of cognac. <laughs> And then gets told to duck while he's right next to it. Yeah. I think that's part of his character, though. I think they do just treat him as a as a spoiled, like, California kid. But whose fault's that? That's Frank for mm. his upbringing. Well, well yeah, I'm sure it is. But they, they're, just, they're, just, they're just trying to, like, really put a... differentiate between, yeah. like, good twin and evil twin. When we actually get... I, I mean, like I said, like, like the whole thing with the club scene, yeah, it was like... I mean, Ollie, like you were saying, it just... Like, this... I mean, let's be fair at this point. Like, everything's just a mess. Everything's a it's mess. All over there's the no... Show. Like, there's, there's no understanding what their plan is at the moment. It's just like, oh, we're just going to systematically cause chaos for no reason Something happened, and then <laughs> there was a fight. Multiple fights. Yeah. So, what we got... Like, like, one thing that got me is that, like, there is a, there is a lot of Johnny Walker red that gets consumed and is in front of the camera in this movie. Not Johnny Walker Black, speaking as a man who enjoys his his spirits in that respect, a lot of bourbon and whiskeys and so forth, that, like, Johnny Walker Black, which is probably, like, the most acknowledged of the products, but they decided that, like, Johnny Walker Red, which is okay, but it's not great, is the one where it's at, and it's just everywhere in this movie. Is it just the cheapest one? That to make some sacrifices in the budget? Mm. Maybe actually could also be yeah. a taste cultural thing. Like certain alcohols in the east go down better over there than they do over here. Who knows? Mm. Um. So when Danielle phones, well, tries to phone Alex, gets Chad, and she says about like she's been searched. They're onto her, and she knows that it's all true now. So you know she's actually done the legwork that all of these dumbasses have failed to understand that they would need. She actually finds evidence to prove that there is something wrong. And so Chad goes to find her and they meet at Alex's bar. And this is what you were talking about earlier, where, they, uh, where they're meeting at this and, and Alex rings up and just says, is his brother there? And, and Daniel's there too. So then Alex goes off. Uh, so Alex then goes off on some bender on Johnny Walker Red. While this is happening, the Bond level goons turn up. I got everything because then there's another guy who we haven't been Stirrups introduced man. to at this point. Spurs. Stirrups Spurs. man. Spurs. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But give him his dues because later on he has a fantastic scene. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, out of, out of those, those, those three or four fight scenes are really well choreographed and like the the best thing about the film. You sir are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that everything else in this film is better than those fight scenes? Well, than the interpretive dance? Saying, they're all crap on the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, same part. I'm not saying they're great scenes. They are the best thing about this film. Mm. Is there anything better? I, I, I mean, in this film, I could have the done. End bit. I you could have oh, okay. thin or whatever. The, uh, the, yeah, the credits. <laughs> when the credits start rolling, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could have. I, 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 I'll be honest. I had so little impact with this um, Spurs. Not dude. even a double impact. Not even a single impact. Say, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Not, yeah. It's not even an impact on the surface. Not even a simple outfit. It's barely, it's barely, it's barely, it's barely a graze. It's barely... <laughs> Can we just um, uh, take a moment though? That actually, the makeup. Speaking of grazes and you know cuts and bruises, etc. The makeup in this is actually pretty good. Like a lot of the kind of the gore, the blood, the kind of cuts on their faces and stuff like that. She's quite mm. like well done. Well, the for consistency all the in this film as mm. well. Yeah, the continuity is actually pretty good. There's only a couple of instances where it was really jarring. There's like one scene where I think the the edit is like the film is switched and like Van Damme is essentially, I think he's either got a badge or an emblem on his shirt. It's on one side and then mm. it turns up on the other side at another point. Oh, I didn't notice that. Did you happen to notice the uh, the cut when they try and escape the... Um, the back room of the den where you know they open the secret door and they go through into some little room and Van Damme's like no no let me and he kicks the door open did you notice in the background yeah. outside the door instead of being like broad daylight there's like the back of the set you can see like the wooden battens and the um, chipboard yeah, yeah, I didn't notice that <laughs> I want to go just to the scene before that you know when they they look for the, the fish tank and go oh no it's yeah. whatever <laughs> Surely it works both ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they can hear them. <laughs> if you can see them and hear them, they can see and hear you. But no, all right. I also True. had a moment where I just went, "Did Jean Claude Van Damme steal this from Who Framed Roger Rabbit?" <laughs> when they were watching the bit with the judge, I went, "Did they just what?" And it would look the thing with that 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 scenely we said like where he kicked the door open just before that. Because they go through, like, they, 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 they pull a bookcase where there's an open hatch, mm-hmm. right? And in my notes, I just went, why didn't they close the bookcase behind them? Like, it was on a hinge. Also, why do they have a padlock on the inside when it's bolted as well yeah. from the inside? I didn't notice that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good point. Ah. Surely <laughs> out. No, yeah. I don't know. Just, yeah. <laughs> So Van Damme could had a reason to kick it, I guess. Yeah, it's not like you're oh, you've been outside. You're trying to get into the next building. It's just like you're trying to get out of his own place. True. Why is there a padlock on the inside? Yeah. I need to I need to give credit to Alana Shaw in 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 this scene for running through all of those streets in Hong Kong wearing the heels that she was wearing. I th- I think not enough praise praise is given for that. <laughs> There was like this weird bit where like they get like because because you remember the bit like they're they're jumping on the boats in the harbor to uh, to get away from him right there's a bit where like like Chad is yelling jump when they're yelling jump at the edge of the boat but like while he's saying that he's got his yeah he's got his arm around her waist yeah. and I went w- w- what is happening I'm fucking trying let go <laughs> well part of me wonders if that was something that like, like I don't know whether they were just pressed for time and it was one of those things like she almost fell in and JCVD like stopped her from falling so we could actually say that line but at the same time if that would happen personally like, 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 personally, like, if you're writing in that scene, I just wouldn't say anything, and I would just let her fall, and at least then you've got the take, and then jump in just after. Just go with it. Yeah. It was, it was just one of those sorts of, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just a, it's, it was a fun escape. I mean, you have to give Zandan props in this scene for his like beautiful form as he dives into the water after her. It's like quite a nice little, like you know, he does the whole. It looks like a professional yeah. dive, right? It turns into splash. 
<laughs> but, but, but I agree. It was one of those things again. It's like, oh, this is a really like boring chase scene, and then he yeah, he, he oh, dives in. It's like, it's like that's a good dive. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna briefly touch on this scene because this is where we get to as we talked about earlier the scene is open to interpretation as to who's actually having this. <clears throat> dream sequence it's blatantly alex though i'm sorry this yeah. is a this is a whiskey infused rage dream that he's having um but that wasn't the thing that made me uncomfortable all right yeah fine this scene is rather overly embellished but you get the sort of tone that they're going for and that's why i think it has to be alex's vision it has to be his 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 nightmare as it is because it's so vivid and goes on for so long. That is a very jealous man's dream. So I get what they're trying to do there. But what got me the most, I was just disgusted by, and I don't know if any of you picked up on this, but like when he's walking around the, um, the, the, the derelict building that they're hiding out in and he's drinking all the whiskey, he like pinches one oh, of his nostrils yeah. I, mm. and like shoots out a load of snot uh, did any yeah. of you see that i watched yeah, that and just went i rocket. don't feel yeah. okay i don't oh, feel all right jesus <laughs> what you call it ollie <laughs> ollie you're a grown man with a mortgage you can't be throwing out terms like snot rocket anymore <laughs> <What's the matter? laughs> is this is this when he crushes the glass in his hand off and takes a drink out is that in the nightclub am i misremembering no, no, no he does it he's, mm. that's in the nightclub that bit was great. He, he, I didn't mind. He does that. it on the stairs as well. Yeah, his hand would be reduced to. He has a, he has a, he's drinking and he had it. And he just goes. Yeah. When he's angry, he does it on the stairs in the um, derelict building. It's clearly sugar glass with the bottle, in, but yeah. he's not drinking. Well, no, because he's drinking it out of the bottle. He's not drinking a like. He's not using a glass right. in the in the in the in the hotel. Um, in the in the club is the glass where he just like all of a sudden takes a drink, crushes it, and then carries on fighting. That I thought up was quite stairs, fun. I will put I, my hand up. To well, that. it was, but it's not realistic. The, um, like railings, doesn't he? Oh, he does, yeah. Lee, okay, man. <laughs> look again, like if you if you're looking for realism yeah all right they blew a car up with three bullets did, <laughs> like okay i know i know this is not realism central but it was incendiary rounds come on yeah. <laughs> it's just the fact that if you did that like everyone knows if you did that not everyone knows that you can't blow a car up with gunfire but like everyone knows mm -hmm. if you try and crush a glass in your hand not only is it pretty fucking hard but you would cut your hand to ribbons if you did that you wouldn't just like yeah do that and then go yeah now i'm gonna punch someone or kick someone I literally it's so it's so funny like ollie you say like it's not a rocket i'm just looking but, back at my notes and i've literally just remembered that i actually wrote down first first of all that dream sequence of alex's is wild <laughs> dot 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 wtf is with the snot javelin <laughs> oh i think you need to rescind your previous comment about saying you're a grown man with a mortgage you can't say it's not rocket then not at all not at all because i just wrote that i didn't say it <laughs> you didn't know though <laughs> I did now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Ollie's had his mortgage slightly longer than me. <laughs> and, and also, I would actually say that, that snot rocket is like the probably the official term for it. I know quite a lot of runners that call it There is propellant behind it, therefore it's more yeah. akin to a rocket than a javelin, which is a thrown instrument, right? Yeah. Well, technically, he is throwing it. How much? How like like how tricky do you want to well, get? Well, he's about? expelling it via force, right? Which is how a rocket engine works. 
like, oh, fuck you all. I can't. I can't. Hey, don't try and out pedant a pedant. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. You've known me this long. God damn it. <laughs> so anyway, back to gone in 60 yeah, yeah. seconds. So Actually, yes. We, that was a bit like the snot rocket, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a horrible term. Not <laughs> You'll all be using it now, anyway. <laughs> anyway, what got me? So, uh, so like when, when the boat comes back to the hotel, right? And Frank has a go at Chad, and he just said, "Like you've got a lot of explaining to do." Sees that Danielle is with him, and said, "Yeah, you've got a lot of explaining to do." So he goes to ditch the boat somewhere, right? How the fuck is he getting back? Walk for jungle. He's not ditching it on the same island because they will find the hotel. Maybe he just puts it in, in like, cruise control, jumps off, swims back, and it just goes off. Yeah, it could be. could be that. Or it could be also, where does Chad get his, I'll, I'll swim, I'll swim home, I'll swim. Maybe he got it from Frank. Maybe Frank is just an Olympic-level swimmer. I will go another incredulous on this one, <laughs> as if we don't have enough already. With the whole film's been in this corner. <laughs> The whole film is just—I mean, the whole year, really, isn't it? But, <laughs> but like, I did like—I think this might be the most incredulous of incredulous this year. But like, what got me? So then, you know, like, like Chad, Chad and Danielle go into the hotel and they find like, like Alex is just absolutely paralytic, just hammered off his ass, and he and Chad proceed to get into a punch-up. Well, I say they proceed to get into a punch-up. Chad doesn't throw a single punch because he's not going to do that. He knows that he's upset and he just he just takes it and Alex completely wipes the floor with him. While that is happening, Danielle runs off yelling for Frank. <laughs> he's off the she island. she has seen <laughs> get into a boat and sail away from the island. I went, Wow. Like, you're the only one to actually uncover evidence here, but you are not the brightest bulb in the pack. Like, there's not... That's her Wilson moment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did, I did actually write down in all caps with three exclamation marks, I'll swim! <laughs> like, it's just, uh, just absurd. He not get very far, does he? Because um, it looks like he spent the night in the jungle. Yeah, he just fell asleep in the jungle. Like, Alex... Wakes up on the beach. Alex wakes up on the beach. Alex... Uh, uh, Chad is somewhere. He fell asleep. Chad... Uh, Alex passes out. The whole thing is just a mess. Chad, Alex, Jesse... It was like the moment when Ollie earlier turned around and said, so Jean-Claude Van Damme said, does this. And you're going to be way more specific <laughs> about, <laughs> about which Jean-Claude Van Damme we're talking about here. But like the whole ambush bit, because like at this point, that's not much of an ambush. That's an amphibious landing. Like, let's be honest. But like, because 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 this whole thing has come about because like Kara and like one of the other guys, the, like like they've jumped into a chopper and they've and, and they've followed the boat because reasons that they were able to catch up to them and, and and pinpoint that boat, follow them to the island. Circle back around, got reinforcements and happened. The and, next day. Yeah, there, but there was literally like no build up to that ambush. It was literally like, like Chad wakes up in the forest and then sees these people like get into the hotel. Shed load of tear gas, picks up Frank, picks up Danielle, dumps them. And that's when all of a sudden they just like, 
Chad and Frank realize, okay, yeah, let's do this. And that's when we get into the most uncharacteristically dull third act I think I've ever sat through. <laughs> but just to, just to go back, you, you do wonder what their initial plan was in this entire film. Because I don't. Well, I don't. You get you get to this point, and it's just like, okay, so we're just about to end this film, and it's all about to get wrapped up due to the complete stupidity of Chad and Alex getting caught, <laughs> not because their warehouse stunt worked, not because they're yeah. playing like mm-hmm. the sp- spy twins in the nightclub. You know, everything went wrong for it to go right for them. But two people nearly lose their life because of it. it it's so daft as a, as a plot. It makes no sense. The whole thing is is the whole conceit is daft. <laughs> like let's not be let's not be about the bush here. I mean, this yeah. There's just so much happens in this third act, but nothing happens does that make sense like again i'm gonna boil down a spurs guy right like this whole like like i get interpretive dance well i get the intention well no because 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 it's 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 supposed to be capoeira i get it is it Um, i thought he's just doing it to like disappear in the shadows like mysterious well you can still like like the 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 uh, skiver and things like that and movements within capoeira can be done like, like like in that flowing gesture so it works sort of going back and forth into into the shadows like that which fine okay cool on board get that but there's only so much shadow play that you can get away with before you just go I'm just fucking bored now this has gone on for about like 20 seconds too long and it just didn't work literally i could not tell you how that guy died now like that character is of so little importance to me i cannot remember how he died you summed it up oh literally i'm bored now is basically what like jean-claude van damme's character does and he punches a hole in the wall to let light in so he can see the guy and then he just like chokes him out i think i mean how does Kara die as well like i can't even remember how that happens i he just stabs her she he she gets hold of him or something she, or he gets hold of her, and, and then he gets he a knife turns it on her She's wearing heels. Yeah, she goes it. and kicks him. He'll get stuck in a pipe. And then, and then oh, he, it, she's got a knife. That's right. And, yeah. Yeah. The, the ending yeah. of this is Let just some steam, four, Bennett. four or five like fight sequences. But even, and what bothered me the most is the fact that like you have a very established fighter like Bolo Young in a final showdown with Chad. And this is the most wasted fight of the entire movie because it feels, yeah, because it feels like it goes on. <laughs> For about an hour. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. In slow motion. So it felt like two. And it, yeah, I just, I, I, I just, I just thought he was done dirty with it, to be honest. I thought you could have, you could have sped up. But then again, maybe that, but then again, maybe he's, he's not the, like, most, I can I put this gently because because he's like, like, he is a formidable force. But sometimes I got the impression that, like, he didn't have a lot of, like, speed behind him did that make I mean, sense he's a bodybuilder by mm. profession initially isn't he or he was which is then why he was he because think, he's in yeah because he's in blood sport he's like he's yeah that's why he's in this film because apparently they developed a bit of a friendship yeah but i think he is or was a, a bodybuilder and i think he's still because mm. he's, he's still alive and his son now does similar things doesn't he 
I think. I think his son is in the industry as a martial arts expert and bodybuilder. Can we just give props to, uh, I forget the actor's name now, Frank, uh, who is being hit with steam and is actually playing it quite well. Yeah. He's like actually in a lot of pain. That's what I mean. Like, there's, like there's, there's very established performance, like performers in this movie and are doing the best that they can. I think it's a bit of a shame that he was just like kidnapped like that and held hostage. I think it's a shame that he wasn't given the opportunity to sh- show off a bit of like fighting skills because clearly he has experience. Mm. He did at the start. Yeah, he was very accomplished at the beginning shooting. You see him in um yeah on, on the, the boat, boat so well. why haven't Seems they given him the opportunity to like not f- fight to the end but to really like sure yeah give yeah. him a chance to because it's Van well, well that's, yeah, that's what these all last sequences are aren't they they're just show reels for what each of these actors can do and ultimately what van damme can do is all that van damme can do <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's all he does. That that and the splits, which he only he does, does once. Well. He's been in one, doesn't it? Do you expect it to be only once? No. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lack of splitting in this. I I I I think to be honest, it must just be something that's like contractually obliged. That like in because because in time copy does it only once as well. I think. So when he jumps up on the counter on the kitchen counter, yeah, getting electrocuted. I mean, yeah. he does it yeah, a bit more in yeah. kickboxer, but then you, you do a scene where he's learning to do the splits. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean to be honest, say what you want about Jean Claude Van Damme, like in terms of like like in terms of performance and stuff like that. But that dude is, and a physicality and ability unreal, absolutely. Th- oh, yeah, like, I need to, I need to, sure. yeah, I need to, I need to like spend a moment just talking about that because we spend so much time shitting on him in this movie. <laughs> that well, have we though? We've shit on the movie. I don't think we've shit on him. Like I said before, like his. He actually portrays the two characters quite well, I think. They're believable. They're oh, not yeah. like, there's never a point where I'm like, oh, that was badly delivered dialogue or whatever. No, 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 completely. I just don't think I've said enough about like 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 in a positive light of what he does rather than like like saying about it, so, oh, this movie is not as good as I remember. And yeah, mm-hmm. I just need to spend a moment just because like, yeah, dude dude's like like for what he's doing, killing it in this movie. So much fun. But that being said, I need to, okay. So you had that that slow motion explosion leap, which was <laughs> yeah, it's like three frames. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't even like slow motion. It was almost like they just took three or four pictures and just laced them together in the film and did it that way. It was yeah, crazy. It didn't make sense to me because obviously there's like all these exploded like flammable barrels and like the first row goes off, then the second row, then the third row. He's dived by the fourth row. And why hasn't that gone up? <laughs> if it has, how the hell do yeah. you get out? Yeah, they've all got. Yeah, oh God. I mean, like as we get into the final throws of the movie, like you've got this whole thing where it's like, like so I know this is the point, but like how did Chad make it around to get to the forklift to drive Griffith right. off. Oh, before we do this, so he'll swim. They've, he'll swim. they've obviously stopped. <laughs> they've they've saved. Well, Danielle and Frank, haven't they? She was about to be raped by some guy. Yes, feels like it was yeah. Filming, but yeah. then um, Alex saved her. Then had this fight with this with that woman, whatever her name was. 
how did because then he said you saved them chad was meant to go running off and then it flips the next scene alex is running off and chad's with danielle and frank's just been yeah, left that's it, a very odd one it's like they just left him to die but also the fact that when chad tries to save her he basically sandwiches her in the tiniest gap ever and i'm pretty sure that she almost lost a finger at, like during that take where they show her like in that tiny gap between very the, close. The containers yeah yeah, it's like fucking hell. Like she could have lost a limb there. Like, yeah, this is what I mean. Like, 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 close. this is what I mean. Like, risk assessments did not give a shit during this movie. This Ooh. was very, <laughs> so this is very why dangerous. shitty film done the once, but also <laughs> one film and that's it. Mm. Yeah. You know, she doesn't appear again until later on. Like, you know, you never see her. Like, when the thing <laughs> from the front, she's like, like oh, it was... <laughs> quit, I'm free. Yeah, I'm free. I can, I can run. It's like you know, for, for all we know, there's a big red smear. Like uh, down that side of the container. Oh, God, <laughs> stuck there. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, like, yeah. So you've got okay. So you've got Zang. Like Alex kills Zang. I can't remember how at this point. I think he they pushes cl- him off no, they, a thing. They or climb like, up the. He crushes his hand, doesn't he, between the gears? The crane, and then they have a fight, and he stacks in the gears, and he's stuck. That's right. But he, yeah. He, then he falls off. Yeah. Yeah. He falls then, off and then he like dumps a crate on top of him or some, or some ludicrous again, like that. Good. No, 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 no. So they have a fight. They climb up the crane, have a fight. Zang gets his hand caught in the gears, comes out all bloodied and stuff. And then he's yep. like, he ends up on some like, right, like arm thing. And I thought he was going to get dragged into the gears and completely crushed. But actually what happens is the thing lifts up and tips him off and he falls. And whoever d- did that stunt, obviously they, they cut to a different thing, smashing into some crates, but it's like some it hits you with some force. So mm. it's yeah. quite realistic in that respect. And then what's his name? Fucking uh, Blofeld. Griffiths. But, you know, he's shooting into yeah. the water. That's it, <laughs> Griffiths. Shooting into the water, looking quite maniacal, just like a Bond villain. And then you find out that um, Chad has circled around, got in the forklift and is about to drop it on him once um, Griffiths has fired off all of his rounds. The one time someone properly runs out of yeah. ammo yeah. and it matters. I mean, so then you have like the reuniting at the end, right? And this this was like the big thing. This, I just think it was like such a wasted opportunity because they make such a big deal about Alex and Danielle being together at the end of it. And and Luke, this is what I was alluding to earlier where I think like, unfortunately, yeah, I think you were wrong in the fact that like, I don't think Chad feels like that because of this bit at the end. I think like that's one of the, like, like they have their... They have their moment of brotherly love and and they hug it out and then he brings Danielle to Alex and, and and brings them together so that they can have their moment. But I think my problem with that was is that like they make such a big deal about that at the end that there's we don't really see a connection or anything like that with them for like the whole of the movie. So at this point, just don't give a shit. To be honest, I like, once once Griffiths was dead, I think I checked out. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever happens next i can't remember and i watched it twice in the last couple of weeks because i watched wow. it whilst, whilst i was working so i watched it in bits there's not whilst you should whilst have been I, no i was working <laughs> so i maybe gave i was at, at this point i was like you know oh i can't wait to see like the epilogue and how they like play out and literally the film ends on on, on a like an okay or a thumbs up or something isn't yes it? and like i was like oh what i mean there's no epilogue to see them with their millions they've got their rightful air <laughs> you know rightful empire and all this kind of bullshit like no it's 
it's just that and it ends and I'm like oh it's almost like the police squad ending where they just hold freeze frame <laughs> maybe that's what we're missing maybe I should re-edit this and all of a sudden you just go <laughs> but instead all we get is Jean-Claude Van Damme doing a very weird okay no is it like is it an okay or is it's it a okay. thumbs up yeah it's the okay isn't it it's the okay sorry does a very weird okay to Frank freeze frame credits and that is the film question mark so like just to do the quick usual like trivia bits as I as I am wanting to do so as this qualifies for this year's season of The Lemon, the Rotten Tomato score for this was a 33% of critics and a 42% audience, That's... which I still qualify as way too high. Yep. <laughs> it had a budget of $16 million, rough estimate for the, for the time. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure on the cocaine budget. Yeah, quite. That this was 15, the other million yeah, yeah, was just th- in that. That's why they're filming in Hong Kong. Not the good bits of Hong yeah. Kong, because you didn't see much. <laughs> but what got me is that even with a $16 million budget, the estimated approximate domestic box office for the movie at the time was $13,102,717. It nearly doubled its budget. Uh, you might say it had double the impact. I thought it was 30. I thought it was 13. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you said 13 as well. I, I genuinely was like, that's not even no, Matt's yeah. budget. No, nope. 30. 30. 30. Uh, okay. 3-0. Okay. $30.1 million. Well, good for them. <laughs> and they didn't want to do a sequel <laughs> after that. Had an opening domestic box office of $7.5 Only reached number two in the box office in its opening weekend because it couldn't quite knock hot shots off the number one slot. Is that the same year? Fucking hell. Interestingly, this film being made at all, it just made me think, it's, it's a, I'm surprised <laughs> it got made at all, just because it's a, it's a film about a group of white guys in Hong Kong, and especially at the time, it, against the triad and against Chinese culture. It's quite interesting that, it, that they were able to make it in Hong Kong and China. Well, it was a British territory. Just, just like glorify from the political the, side of yeah. things. Well, they don't. Yeah, they don't glorify the triads in this. The triads are the baddies. Um, like Luke says, it was a British territory at the time; hadn't been handed back yet. No, I know it wasn't too. And it's cheaper to film out there. And I, th- I think, I mean, obviously, I'm horrendously far removed from it. But it's like you, you don't get the kind of, or at least we don't see it over here. You know, there's no kind of like. Oh, it's, it's always about the trial. They're glorifying the triads again. It's like I, I sure, don't think yeah. they care. Like I think it's just like you know. I think they can tell the difference between storytelling yeah. and you know statement. And obviously, this is not a political or social commentary at all. Like it's just it's a, not. It's yeah, but it's like, a film. like you go into New York and have an Italian mafia. You just in. You just yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like you go to um, Japan. You got the yeah. Yakuza. Yeah, it's just they they exist and. They just carry on, right? I'm just I'm just throwing this out right now. Like, if Japan can look past Sean Connery and you only live twice, they can look past <laughs> this. In terms of the, like, in terms of the. Well, China. they're not going to give a shit because it's in Hong Kong, not in Japan. So, but yeah, I get what you say. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Japan can look past that, because like, like that's just yeah. wild. 
one of my favorite Bond movies, but that is... Yeah, it's one of my favorite Bond <laughs> that movies. That scene needs to be cut. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite Bond movies ever, but that scene is wild. So, in terms of reviews, like, so, so, so I did find a few reviews for this. What, what blew my mind is that, like, in terms of one-star reviews, they were 1% on Amazon, <laughs> 1%. And the ones that I could find simply said, so dull. So very, very dull. That was Ollie's. <laughs> one said, <laughs> for a one-star review, said, love this movie. <laughs> it gets one star. <laughs> it's because it makes a good coaster. Does it say, said sarcastically at the end of it? <laughs> Yeah, as you say, is there like a, an exclamation mark in gra- in brackets? Yeah. The, the other said, uh, the other was hands down the worst movie ever, besides Night at the Roxbury. I thought, take that, Will Ferrell. I don't know that film. <laughs> I know you it. never, I've seen, never the seen it. Hey, great. No. The other was twice the Van Damme. Dot 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 dot. Oh, fucking great! Twice the headache. <laughs> <laughs> Twice the cocaine budget. So then, in terms of five-star reviews, which was a whopping 75% on Amazon. Really? Yeah. I was perplexed. So the three that I found, the first one said, I've loved this film since I was a kid, packed with action and a truly superb performance by Van Damme. This film showed how versatile and brilliant an actor he is, particularly in his role as Alex. Highly recommended. Van Damme's best film by far. Oh, good God. I mean, they're kind of half right. Like, his performance is actually all right as the two brothers. Like yep. They're quite differentiated. It's not like him reading lines, but... But yeah, embodying the two characters, I, I agree, he does a really good job of. But actually, I don't think Alex is the hardest to act out of the two of them. All he does is just like grimace, <laughs> act surly and smoke a cigar and then smash a cigar into the ground. Is And spin kick things. He's basically Belgium Tom Hardy, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he would have that's had... Been, that's what we're going for here. Playing Chad. No, no, Tom Hardy is English Jean-Claude Van Damme, I think is what you meant to say. Uh, fair, fair. I think Chad would have taken more chops to axe because that was like he was like an extra in Miami Vice in that. <laughs> and the final review I found simply said two Van Dams double the Van Damage. <laughs> oh, I love it. Single eyebrow raise. Why not double the impact? What an idiot. How did they miss that? Fuck me. What a shocking review. I don't know. I kind of prefer the Van Damage. Oh, no. Like, the, the fucking film's called Double Impact. Well, that's why they've not done <laughs> it, isn't it? I, the idiot no, wrote I, that. I like the Van Sorry, Damage. Sorry, Lee, I go and edit it. I go and edit yeah, it. I like the Van Damage as a as a catchphrase, but, like, with the, that review, they missed an absolute open goal there. Agree to disagree. <laughs> but I do think he should, yeah, they're, they're wrong and they should feel he bad. He should make it his <laughs> his catchphrase for later fi- for upcoming films, though. Like rather than like bring it, Double it's like Van Damage. Come get the Van Damage. <laughs> I don't know what the accent was. Let's not even go there. Just move on. 
Yeah, what was so it? That wasn't a Belgian accent. So, 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 uh, so Arnie is is referencing Van Damme. Yes, because yes. Arnie's pen him. <laughs> yeah, Arnie is Jean Claude Van Damme. And Jean Claude Van Damme is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Impact. They find out a long lost older brother, Triffle and it turns impact. out to be Arnie. <laughs> It's like twins. Yeah. <laughs> and then Danny DeVito shows up at the end. Hey, I'm your brother. Wait, hold on. Is that the wait, hold on. Is this the bait and switch that we've been waiting for? Because there was a while back where it was like, okay, we're gonna get the twins sequel, but it's gonna be like like, like triplets, it's triplets and it's Eddie Murphy that's gonna be the third child. But like, are they gonna switch that around now? So like if we did that but it was like Jean Claude Van Damme instead, I'm not gonna lie. I I'd be I'd, I'd be keen. I'd be into it. I, I'd, 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 like that'd be fun. Jean Claude, if you're listening to this, do it. <laughs> yeah. Call us. Friend of the friend of Call the podcast Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say though, we have no coke budget, so it's no. bring your own. Only, only, uh, no, no, only zero <laughs> or max. Yeah, <laughs> or max. Yeah, max doesn't have any either. No, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, in terms of recommendations, uh, uh, for the for it, it, it's rare that this happens for me. But yeah, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to say no. No, not on this one. Um, I like to think that over the last three years, I've done pretty well with my choices. But after I thought about it, and and I did it this Bold this statement. this genuinely, I don't know. I think I think I've done okay. I think I I think we have had an entertaining time over the last three years, and that the and the, and, and the oh, majority yeah. of movies that we have done have had some entertainment behind it, but. On a whole, and, 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 and for the most part, I actually had something to take away from in terms of entertainment as well. But for this, unfortunately, there's just not that much that I can bring around that I would venture people to actually dare to watch it. I think maybe we've watched it under the wrong circumstances. I think maybe in a group setting with a few beers, I think it might be a bit more of that ilk, a bit more of like the, more of the, what was the, oh God, Star, what was it? Crash. Star Crash. Star Crash, that was it. I almost said Starfield there for a split second, but I think, you know, if you're watching it more of a group setting like Star Crash, I think maybe, but even then it's, it's pushing I, it a little I bit. I think had we watched it like that, we would have ripped it to shit even more. I would agree. I agree. But that's what I mean. I, because we would have just, so I don't think it would have done it any justice by doing it in a group. I think this was probably the better way to do it. So we would have, so we had all individual viewings to create our own opinion on. And when I say our own opinion, I'm pretty sure we are all going to have the same opinion. <laughs> I don't know, it's a 10 out of 10, mate. I don't know what you're on about. Fried gold. <laughs> well, do you know what? Let's just, let's just like cut around it and, and yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I'm going to draw a line under, under me and just say, sadly, no. I think if I'm going to watch a, an action movie about twins, I'm going to stick with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Thank you very much. And on that note, Ollie, to you, sir. I mean, it is a, it is a shame. Because let's face it, on paper, it seems like it should be really exciting. You know, you've got Van Damme and Van Damme in Hong Kong facing off against the triad. I mean, it's... 
but it just never it never accelerates it never gets anywhere it's it's not a particularly unique story either as i said van damme does a good job of embodying the two characters but it's not a good performance mm. and you you don't go away from the film going i'd really like to see that again sometime soon i just i have no care for it at all if i'm honest it's not a film it's no top gun maverick i tell you that (laughs) it's not a film i'm going to go back to and it's not a film i would recommend yeah and it's and it's difficult to to say because you if you want to recommend a jean-claude van damme film i mean he hasn't Street, street yeah, Street Fighter. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I like like that. That I would recommend because it's completely ridiculous, and that at least lent into the absurdity of what they were trying to do. Well, that's it. Because this this film doesn't True. know whether it's coming or going here or there. It can't make up what it wants to be. And I think that's the shame. Had they had a direction, and perhaps a separate producer other than Van Damme holding the reins, it could have been. Yeah, something very, very different and very good. <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell, yeah. Luke, Luke, over to you. I'm just trying to think of what I can say. <laughs> There's not been said already. It's just mm-hmm. I'm going to say no straight away. Um, it's just a film that had a lot of potential that literally just fell flat on its face. I think none of the I, I mean, you, you think of a, a, a Van Damme film, you're thinking all the fight scenes, but I said, I just find them a bit dull and just dragged and it just took, and there wasn't enough of it. It was too much gunfight for my liking. Sure. And that wasn't great. And it's just sort of like done well, could have been a great film. It it just didn't. And like I said, I checked out right towards the end and I was like, oh, he's dead. Right. Fine. Finished. And they won. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, so oh, no, there's, there's plenty of other films you can go and watch <laughs> don't do it Lee what about yourself do I recommend this movie uh, oh god no <laughs> it's about all I can say on the subject really it's like it's an hour and 49 that I'm not getting back like the conceit is has a lot of potential like Luke said like you know this this could be like quite a banger of a film but it really doesn't live up to it it's yeah there's too many plot holes there's too many unresolved threads it's acting aside which you know for the most part actually isn't that bad it's just kind of it it's clearly a passion project for van damme um that's about all i get out of it you know there are plenty of better martial arts action movies of this era to watch and this isn't one of them mm. sadly which he has made actually as well mm. like like, yeah, like exactly. don't get me wrong like 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 when you when you look at movies like i'm not even including street fighter in this because that doesn't happen for like another what two three two, years three at this years. point and even before that when you have movies like kickboxer and Bloodsport, which are absurd but hold a bit more i mean again this might be a nostalgia lens i'd have to go back and rewatch it but i think the the action in that because that because they at least revolve more around like the hand-to-hand combat and and the absurdities of it that i think it just lends itself a bit more like at one point i actually 
completely forgot I got my wires crossed and there was a scene that I swore that was in Double Impact and I'm pretty sure it's in Kickboxer. Like that's like that's just how little I kind of like retained in my brain about the movie. I think I had the same issue though. I haven't watched Kickboxer because yes. I kept thinking of stuff and going, "Oh no, it's, that's something like Kickboxer or something." And it's like, "Oh yeah. right, no, yeah." That's why I thought I'd seen it, and I don't think I yeah. had. Just maybe just the trailer. Oh, Which we did dear. do kickboxing. Well, <laughs> a rare one that I have seen. Well, we live and learn. They can't all be home runs. And this time around, yeah, all right. But it's always entertaining to talk about. That's the key. Which brings me to the next little piece of housekeeping that we need to do as we draw things to a close. Because. A time of recording, listeners, we are about to venture into the festive season. And so I thought long Yay, and hard... Christmas. <laughs> so I thought long and hard about this. Yeah, you did. Can you believe we all turned 40 this year? Yeah. He's the one that hasn't been drinking tonight. Uh, yeah, but I've had three nights of like four hours sleep. He's <laughs> just delirious. I'm... Well, I know. So, I've I've been giving a bit of thought, and so you know, given that it is uh, Christmas is on the horizon, or I'm just going to say the holiday season for anyone out there that doesn't celebrate Christmas, you know, that would be very ignorant of me. But taking that into account for the holiday season, I figured the only thing that we can really do is watch. The Star Wars Christmas special. No, I'm oh. kidding. The <laughs> <laughs> fuck me, thank Christ for that. I just literally took ten years off Lee's life by saying that. I never want to watch that again. Don't ever, don't do that to me. I'm not going to be on the recording <laughs> if that's the case. They are doing a documentary about it, though, aren't they? Are they? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. They... How and not you know, to do that, it? And you know what? I will watch it. Yeah, so will I. I will definitely watch oh, yeah, it. Oh yeah, I'll definitely watch that. That'll be amazing. But no, what a shit show. So, yeah. So I've decided this time around that uh, there was only one movie that jumped out at me, and I had to make doubly sure that it was available. Uh, and on Disney Plus, I can confirm that it is. So, with a Rotten Tomatoes score of twenty percent, critic score. And I've chosen this for a specific reason because it's one that I actually hold very strongly and I'm looking forward to talking about it and I hope you guys will too. So we are jumping ahead to 1996 and we will be watching Arnold Schwarzenegger's festive outing of Jingle All The Way. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> However, however, Ooh, it's the German version. I, it's the German version. No, we're going to be watching it with subtitles. It's been turbo time. <laughs> no, um, what I can't say a lot right now, but what I will say is that things will be decided on this episode. Wait, what? And not only that, we're fighting to the death. Well, not as extreme as that, but what I will say is decisions will be made and the stakes have never been higher. See, this dead silence that you're listening here I'm right scared. now, listeners, is because I didn't tell the guys that I was doing this right now. So 
All I will say is, and I'm teasing them with this, and I'm teasing you with this, listeners, things will be happening in the next episode. It's well worth checking into. So, the body of the episode, Jingle All The Way, Christmas episode. Come and check it out. So up for that. (laughs) So, until then, all that remains for me to say is, first of all, to the collective, Lee, Ollie, Luke, Thank you, as always, for joining me, and I hope you, quote-unquote, enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a pleasure. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of a quote from the film, but I can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> just just do, yeah, do the OK symbol. Around double impact, but yeah. Well, oh, oh, yes, it was double the pleasure. Uh, no. <laughs> Triple the no, fun. It really wasn't. I mean, I, yeah. I mean that just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> And to you listeners for joining us for this episode, thank you very much. Again, like, share, follow, whatever it is that needs to be done out there. It's just fun to do. And we hope they join us for the next episode. Until next time, end of line.